Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. In this episode, we are going to be chatting with Mr. Craig Williams, who had a recent experience on a Central Europe Adventures by Disney trip that went to Germany, Austria, and the Czech Republic. That's what's coming up next, live from the Bob Varley Studio here in Orlando, Florida. This is the Biz This is The Diz Unplugged, episode number 849 for the week of September 1st, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, and Disney Cruise Line vacations. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, again, hello, everyone, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged. I am your host, Dustin West. And I am joined at the table for this segment by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello. Craig Williams. Hi. Corey Martin. Still happy to be here. And back in the production nook, we have Mr. Rhino, Rhino Clavin. Hello. <laughs> Hello. He's, that was weird. He's all by himself back I'm there. Lonely. Looking, looking real lonely. Well, I'm so lonely. Um, well, as mentioned before, uh, Craig, a um, couple, was it a month ago, a couple months ago? How long has it been? Oh, geez, it's been, uh, that trip left like the first week of June and was nine days. So, yeah, I've been back for like two months. I don't know why it's taken me so long to talk about it, but. Well, we wanted to get everybody here at the table. Part you know. of the reason was I specifically asked that we could be here. Yeah. We wanted oh. to hear your opinions and we wanted to see your pictures and stuff. Well, it was more because I was crafting a, uh, a 10 to 15 minute long video that I got told yesterday. I need to chop down to fives. So. You're crafting it? Uh, yeah, you know, I always yeah. try to craft everything I do, and uh, including this one. Like a but, good uh, beer. What's that? I said, like a good beer. Sorry, go ahead. Craft. Wow. <laughs> so, anyway, the whole point was. I changed my mind. I don't want to be know. here for this. <laughs> This is, wow. A lot of people were traveling, but in specific, John yeah. and Kevin wanted to be here. Specifically talk about Adventures by Disney because, you know, oh, no, and I'm sure kind of masters will. of that. Yeah, I'm going to need some help through this one. This is actually uh, my, my first segment I'm ever quarterbacking for the Dis Unplugged Disney World edition. Is it so, really? It is. I've never done one by myself before, so. Well, luckily you have mm-hmm. five other people here. I t- Disagree with that, but um, <laughs> no, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, Sorry, it's only four right now. <laughs> what is he doing? Quarterbacking? What? Quarterbacking? It's a it's sports. It's, yeah. a, it's a, a, it's a craft. Thing. Is it a Sporting. Star Wars thing? Yeah, it's Boba Fett. <laughs> so, Boba um, Fett. no, it was an amazing trip to Central Europe, as you said. Uh, yeah. Started off in Prague before then. Well, not before then. It went to Prague. Uh, then after that, kind of made a port of hub in Germany, and uh, then it from there. It was like a, a port or a hub out of Germany. Gotcha. I, I don't know the best way to describe it. Because, I got it. I just didn't know what those words were. Yeah, it was <laughs> gibberish, like always for me. And uh, then eventually went over to Vienna. The uh, the place the, where they make the sausages. The crown jewel of Austria, from what I understand. And I definitely agree with that. But uh, before we get <coughs> diving into it too far, I did put together that video. That's not great because it's just cut down at the last second. But uh, Oh, don't. I'm going to be a little myself, so, Rhino, if you want to play that. <laughs> I would hey. love to. Thank you. Oh. Well, Craig, I looked awesome. I don't <laughs> care how long the video is. That was absolutely beautiful. And if uh, if you're listening and you didn't have a chance to watch that, 
we will post that video by itself in the show notes. It was well crafted. It was well crafted. Oh, thank you. Will you get the full one up? Do you think you put the whole one up? You didn't cut down. Uh, I'm actually going to split it, uh, the big one, into smaller parts so that way it breaks off uh, prog by itself and then uh, all the different sections. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, he visited a lot of the places I went to. So too soon. Too soon. soon. Oh boy. (laughs) Telling you. All right. Making this easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Central Europe ABD trip uh, used to be called Storybook Kingdoms just because all of the uh, the locations you go to are very uh, – they're driven from that old classic storytelling. Right. Um, I guess uh, Dean tried to explain it about a million times on the trip, and I think I picked up on it one or two times. Um, ABD but- has gone away from giving specific names to the trips. I mean, we, Arizona and Utah used to be called the Cowboys and Canyons, yeah. and they don't do that anymore. Now it's more about the location Right, because that helps people decide mm-hmm. where they want to go yeah. rather than have to figure it out. No, it, make, it makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, so uh, as I already mentioned, Prague, Berchtesgaden in Germany, and then Vienna in Austria. Should I get into pricing and all that stuff too? For no, anyone? because pricing no. can change. Okay, yeah. then I won't if worry about that. If you want to price, write to Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. That's actually a good idea. Um, go. I should have taken more advice from my travel agent in this. Uh, Going a day cabin. early? <laughs> uh, well, no, we tried to get me a day early, but oh, they right. didn't have it. It was my stupid mistake on the way back to stay on Delta and then have to connect through two cities and have a miserable time on the way home. But um, no, you did uh, you did wonderful in trying to give me good advice that I completely ignored. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. I tried to talk Craig out of the flight that he wanted. Yeah. And he said, no, he had to go on that kind of, that, that he had to fly on Delta. I said, I can't get you a good connection on Delta. He wanted those points. Yeah, I mean, I got I got my Sky Miles for next year. But, yeah, so anyways, uh, I mentioned it already a million times now. The trip starts in Prague. So to get there, we had to fly into Prague, um, which was beautiful going into it. And then once you get to the airport from the outside, it... I mean, Prague, or Czech Republic was heavily into communism, obviously, through that whole period. So it definitely has a communist look to it upon uh, pulling into the airport and all that. But then uh, I- as soon as you get into the city, you finally hear what everyone says about Prague. And that's it's beautiful. It was relatively untouched uh, from World War II. Uh, it really wasn't in any of the action. And, uh, in fact, I, uh, I was going to mention it during the video to everyone at the table, but um, I'll mention it now. One of the reasons why it was relatively untouched, especially by the Germans, and uh, being taken care of is because there is a section of Prague, the Jewish quarter, that Hitler deemed that he was going to leave it in perfect condition. So that way, after he obviously finished his whole master plan, that's where the museum would be held to keep the memory of the past culture that's no longer around alive. So that's why that section in particular and a lot of Prague survived without any damage because uh, they were were taking as good care of it as they could. And just... From a completely ignorant standpoint on the city of Prague, which is where I'm coming from, what you know, we go to we go to a place like London, and there's history there from the medieval times, castles, stuff like that. How far back is some of these buildings and the history that you're seeing 
um, just in general with Prague? I, as far as I know, it's back into like the 13th century. I know wow. that um, one of the a lot of the big staples of Prague are Prague Castle with the St. Vitus Cathedral. Um, that's actually Rhino. If you want to pull up that first picture, there. of course, all the pictures will be posted somewhere too on the disboards and one of the photo galleries that we make. But um, that's kind of the big icon of Prague is this cathedral, obviously shot from a distance here. And then um, one of the other big things that is very popular is the Charles Bridge. And that was actually, it started being built in the 1300s and then finished in the 1400s. So that's literally living history right there as you're walking across such Mm -hmm. an old bridge. And um, that follows into their old town center that they have, uh, which is, again, it's extremely old. It's called Old Town Square. It's got this astronomical clock that is just completely ancient, beautiful, still works in perfect condition. It's the oldest clock in the world. Wow. I didn't even know that. I don't think they explained that to us on that trip. You know who I knew? How? Right here. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you never cease to amaze me. That I can read? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Let's back up for just a second. I know you want to talk about the places you've been. Let's talk a little bit about the ABD portion of it. I mean, you get to the you get to the land, your plane lands, and you're met by an ABD person. Absolutely. Who comes and takes you and just sort of whisks you away with your luggage, yes. which is a thing which is one of the best parts of this trip, of any Adventures by Disney trip. Oh, in, in this case, this was my first time as well as uh, Kylie was with me. Uh, this was our first time traveling overseas, technically. I don't count Canada and Mexico, of course. Um, so. not. Yeah, just overseas. <laughs> well, that's why that's we a don't good say that. I don't know. Who oh that my gosh! <laughs> um, stay on the same continent. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And there's no sea involved. That's a very good point. Well, I'm, now I can say I'm a world class traveler. As Before you are. I couldn't. Um, that was actually one of the greatest things is that we got to this airport and I mean easily recognize where to go. They had signs in English, all that, but. To then uh, get out of the airport, out of the baggage claim through security, all that, and then to see Dean, uh, our ABD guide, who was also my ABD guide on the only other trip I took to the Backstage Magic in California. I mean, it was just an instant, like, comfort feel to know that Mm -hmm. someone was there that I actually could trust. I have some bad news for you. Dean doesn't do every single trip. You know, that's your experience. <laughs> you could follow him around if you wanted. Uh, that's a, yeah, I, I know what trips he does. And uh, then, you know, we're taken by transportation to the hotel in uh, the Prague portion. It's the Prague Marriott Hotel, which is in, like, block one of eight or nine that they have in Prague because it's all broken down into different blocks. And there we met our other guide, uh, Stephanie, which Stephanie? you... Stephanie. Yeah. Stephanie. That's exactly, she's exactly German. right. Oh, oh, that's how she I, I was Stephanie. Sorry. Just saying what you were saying. Yeah, no, she's uh, German, and she also does the Germany trip as well as others, and she was one of the guides on John and Kevin's uh, Germany trip a year ago, true. two years ago. She was. Yeah, she was. and uh, another amazing guide. Uh, just can't say enough good things about her. But then... Uh, obviously, with uh, any ABD, the first night's always the welcome reception. Um, you get to know everyone in the room. Before you go on, I just want to sell a little bit about ABD. Transfers from the airport to the hotel are included in everyone's ABD. This is not an extra charge. Whatever ABD you book, they will come and get you at the airport 
if you're going to add extra nights before the trip, there are circumstances that can be explained in depth, but transfers are included. Right. Sorry, go ahead. I you're at welcome dinner. Oh, yeah. We're so, yeah, welcome reception into the welcome dinner uh, in Prague. It is held at the uh, municipal house, um, which is just this old fashioned looking. It kind of had a touristy feel to it, but mm -hmm. um, got our first sample really of Czech food, and it's kind of very similar to German food if you've ever had that. I, I think that whole region just all has the same yeah. type of food very meat and potato and uh noodle heavy all the time with lots of gravy and it i definitely came home packing a couple extra pounds well all the words you just said were amazing <laughs> yeah well i mean it was also uh something i have to say up front about this trip too uh sometimes on trips depending on what meal it is abd will also cover uh drinks alcoholic drinks if it's yeah. part of the custom and since uh all these countries are very into beer heavy basically every meal that abd was in charge of except for one hmm. and then breakfast uh there yeah. was uh any beer wine uh that it, you wanted to have germany beer was included in breakfast too it was but we were wow. there during october there were bottles of champagne and tubs and tubs of beer yeah. and like and like craig said that is all circumstantial some meals include it some don't so just check with your if you're on an abd trip check with your guide or is this included yeah i also need to make another statement i apologize i'm going to keep doing this as you go mm -hmm. you had dinner at a certain place abd does not state that that will be the restaurant for everything exactly. there are things that are based on availability and things might have to be moved around a little yeah. bit there will be a welcome dinner it might not be in the same location okay yeah and uh, we got in really early in the morning so we actually had time to get in and wander around the city we didn't want to take a nap and uh just completely screw ourselves up for the rest of the trip because we weren't able to get in a day early so we went and checked out uh some of the sights and scenes around and the one thing that we found we're both huge beetle fans uh we found the lenin wall which is just this random graffiti wall that people <laughs> started going with and doing all these john lennon quotes there's always a guitar player out there or some type of musician that's just playing beatles music at all hours of the day that's and cool it's, it's does just he have any thing does he have any connection to prague other than he's a world famous musician um I don't know, really. I didn't really look that up, but I'm guessing that Prague had some uh, some tough times with communism and all that. And since John Lennon had a very peace-oriented uh, yeah. background to him, I'm wondering if that might have had something to do with Okay. But, uh, yeah, the next day, uh, the first full day of it, it's essentially a, an all-day walking tour of Prague for the most part. Um you get up really early in the morning and you start off on your way to Prague Castle. Uh, and that is, like I said, it's all the way up on the hill where they put the castles. Uh, the big icon of that is the St. Vitus, I believe it's how it's pronounced, Cathedral. And uh, some of the, for the most part, you just walk around the whole area and check it out. They have a changing of the guards that they do in the morning that they wanted us to to watch because it's some big event that hundreds and hundreds of people gather around to see and uh, unfortunately for us we couldn't get inside the cathedral because our trip started on a Saturday so uh, obviously they had mass in there on Sunday mm. but apparently they are now changing the trip to start on Friday 
so that way people can get inside the cathedral and see some of the stained glass artwork in there because it's even uh it's even featured in your abd brochure whenever you get it but then you get there and you're not even allowed to see it because you're not celebrating um but yeah you do a full tour of the castle and uh that's that's the easy part walking around there then you have to do like a mile trek down a hill uh that has just beautiful views and uh of all of Prague, and uh eventually you make your way down to the charles bridge to learn a little bit more about that with your uh your local guide and uh our local guide spoke very broken english so i kind of just took my headset out and completely ignored her and spent more time (laughs) taking in uh a lot of the sights and sounds that were happening around um Charles, Can I jump in one more yeah, second? Yeah, absolutely. This is something that happens on most trips. Uh, if you're going from place to place, the guides, the two guides travel with you all the time. You have your same two ABD guides, but they bring on a local expert. Right. Uh, when we were in San Francisco just recently, the, the, the two guides were there, but they brought in a person who was very well-versed in San Francisco. So that's quite common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm sure she would have been more helpful if I could understand her. And also... Just the crowd levels were huge, especially like in this Charles Bridge area going into the Old Town Square. Uh, uh, Obviously, a lot of river cruises go Mm -hmm. through. And it was a weekend. And it was a weekend while we were there. And it's just it felt almost like a cruise port whenever you have every ship come in at Mm -hmm. the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's just flooded with people and uh, just constantly busy. But everything's just gorgeous around there uh it's i've said it already everything's untouched and it it is that way uh it's it for me a lot of people on the trip were very interested in shopping and getting into all that i spent most of my time in this whole area just constantly looking around it's just that's yeah. that's what appeals to me. Um, One of the great things about any Adventures by Disney trip is it's about getting what you want out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you talked about this trek and this this process of getting from place to place. Kevin and I probably would have said, "Listen, we can't do that. We just can't physically do that." So let's meet you there, mm-hmm. and they're great about arranging that. Things like you said, someone wants to shop, someone wants to sightsee, someone you're wants not, to go to a museum. You're not interested in the history, so you took your headset out. One of the things we try to let people know is it's your vacation. You get the most out of your vacation. So don't feel like, oh, I'm going to miss something if I take my headset out. Oh, exactly. That was kind of like with the uh, the astronomical clock, the world's oldest one, according to Kevin and the Internet. Uh, oh. <laughs> no one was forced into watching that, but we stood around for 15, 20 minutes just to watch it go off just and do its little it. thing. It's... And No, it's it's stunning. It's gorgeous. I, uh, I, I could sit there and stare at it all day. Um, so that kind of takes up your entire morning there on your second day uh, with Old Town Square. And then eventually that's leading into uh, marionette making, which I actually enjoyed. It was the only That's on thing. day one? That's on day one. Or day, day two, technically. Day two. Yeah. It looks a little creepy for my taste. Yeah. I didn't get that one. I got this awesome uh, hunter that I didn't take a picture of and bring it with me. But, um, no, it's it's an awesome little souvenir that you get to take yeah. home at the end of your trip, too, completely free. Like I said, I wasn't interested in shopping in Prague at all, so I can say I walked home with something that's your souvenir, authentic. Your very personal, yeah, that's great. So uh, I know as many people tried to. That w- It would have been nice if they would have let us know ahead of time that we were going to be 
taking one home, I guess. I didn't I didn't make room for it in my bag, so then we were just taking the chance that it wasn't getting crushed. We've had that happen on other trips. We went to Venice, and you do the mass making, and the next thing you know, you have this fragile thing that somehow <laughs> you have to get home. Now, when you arrived, did they give you a duffel bag? Uh, yes, they did. We find that that duffel bag is a great way to make room in your suitcase. Mm-hmm. Put all of your dirty clothes in there and check a bag. Mm-hmm. And then you have room in your suitcase. Exactly, we did. Yeah, yeah. On I, I way overpacked for this trip because one thing I wasn't expecting was the amount of heat. Mm. Um, It was basically in the 90s almost all the time, except for whenever we were high up in the mountains of Germany. Other than that, it was it was scorcher, especially in Vienna. Uh, But yeah, the the day winds up there with uh, a river cruise, taking in more sights of Prague again, and. then ends with a dinner at this little folk festival type place. But um, that's one of the things that I've read, and I thought, okay, that sounds scary because it's like folk dancing, and they don't like make you participate, do they? Yes, they do. See, I hate um, that. I hate that. <laughs> Can you you didn't climb? have to. You yeah. you could. They'll just uh, shame you if you don't. Yeah, no. It was honestly the food was good for the most part, and uh, it, it was entertaining. We spent most of our time wondering if the two dancers were married or what was going on there, because there was a chemistry, and we couldn't quite figure it out. <laughs> Making but, up backstories like Teresa yeah, does. No, it, was, it was definitely a Teresa moment, but uh, after you get out of Prague and you start to leave to go to Germany, uh, this was one of the highlights, probably my third favorite thing on this trip. Uh, on your way to Germany, you stop in Chesky Krumlov. So which that's day three. Now you've left the hotel in the morning. Yes. And you get on a bus and they take your luggage to your next destination. Yes, which is extremely nice to be able to just put your luggage outside the door. And it's, I mean, it's typically picked up within minutes of whenever you put it out. And it's on the bus just waiting for you to get on there after yeah. you have breakfast. That's true at every, whenever you make a transition. Mm-hmm. ABD will tell you, some will tell you to put it inside the door. Some will tell you to put it outside at the door. At a certain time. At a certain time. And then you go to breakfast and ignore it. They will tell you to keep a day bag with you with everything you would need, medication, a jacket if it's chilly, right. you know, your camera. Yeah. But your luggage, you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. And uh, so it made the, the traveling to Chesky Krumlov very... Uh, very relaxing, very enjoyable. Uh, I said it's a UNESCO site. That means it's a United Nations educational, scientific, and cultural organization protected site. So uh, Chesky's been around since the 13th century. And uh, pretty much, I mean, it's been developed further outwards, but the inside is very uh, much what it's been for years and years and years. Uh, and It looks beautiful. It's exactly what I thought the Czech Republic would be whenever I uh, was picturing where it was there. Like, just old, almost Russian-style architecture, uh, frescoes on all the walls, something that I've never even seen before in this until this trip, except for, like, the fake ones at mm-hmm. the Italy Pavilion <laughs> in Disney World. And um, I just, exploring this place, we got took on a guide, or we got taken on a guided tour the entire morning, and then... Uh, up until lunch and then we were free to roam around check out whatever we wanted uh the first thing kylie and i did was go up to the castle because we're kind of into that and that's where we found out that on each side of their moat they have bears and they're just giant live bears you know just in case (laughs) Uh, i mean it's not really i guess i shouldn't say it's a moat but bears are uh 
they're an important animal to the people of Chesky Krumlov, so they've always had bears. And down it deterred in for you entering the castle. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But he was cute. I mean, he was just sitting there, not eating all his food and all that, but... Scratching his butt up against the wall. Okay, it's not Jungle Book. <laughs> well, the, the video had him doing that. Yeah, no, he was scratching his nose. Um, yeah, and we just... And we, singing the bare necessities. The, the sad part about Chesky Krumlov is you only have about total of four hours there. That's one of those things where they know they have a long drive ahead of them and yeah. they want to they want to stop. We had a lot of that when we did the Southwest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they do that a little bit in the Italy trips as well. Yeah. You'll have Germany stops just like along the way to break up the bus drive a little bit. How did you do lunch there? You did, lunch was on your own. Did you yep. use a guide suggestion? Did you um, we didn't because we spent so much time walking around. We didn't have enough time for the the places that the guide suggested. So we actually just found a uh, a uh, crepe, a creperie, mm-hmm. as they're called, and uh, it ended up being really, really that good. That sounds really good. Yeah. yeah. No, and I mean, it had like prosciutto and all that good stuff in there. Mm, meaty no. crepes. We we went. We stopped, made a stop in Germany, and the where we were going to have lunch was on the top floor of a where I would have had to bend over to climb up the stairs so I didn't go so they recommended a place that was far too crowded we couldn't get in and John and I ended up having um, homemade um, waffles like what are they called um when you go to a carnival, they have that stuff that they put funnel in Funnel cake? Funnel cake. Homemade funnel cake with ice cream and sliced bananas and fruit on top of it. And everybody came out of lunch and they were like, well, what did you do? And we showed them pictures of what we had for lunch. <laughs> so you never know what you're going to find. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, we got that. And then uh, we had the one of the Prague in that whole uh, Czech Republic, Slovakia, and specialty uh, dessert called Tridelnik. I didn't put a picture in there. Uh, it's in the video, though. It's just this weird, like, donut-type pastry with cinnamon sugar on it they can put almonds Sounds stuff it great. with nutella on the inside right. uh again all these words are wonderful quite a good amount of those um but yeah the end goal was to get to berchtesgaden in germany and that is the uh that's your hotel for the next couple nights in that um so in terms of berchtesgaden it is mostly famous because uh not to bring back up Hitler again, but this was Hitler's, uh, this is where his Berghof was and where a lot of the Nazi party was set up during World War II whenever they'd go on vacation. So uh, the picture of the hotel, for example, if you look really teeny tiny in the right-hand corner up above, and I'll go to the close-up, that is actually the, uh, the Kelstein house, which was Hitler's eagle's nest that he was too afraid to go up to. And if you've ever seen Band of Brothers, that's like the, in one of the last episodes of that, that's the house that they go raid and they steal all the Nazi artwork and that furniture. M- and That must be crazy staying at. That's the hotel you stayed at? Well, we, we stayed at the hotel right down below it. But, um, yeah, if it was clear outside, we could see right up to Hitler's I mean, uh, eagle's I- nest. And then the remains of his mountain house, were literally a five-minute hike. I can't imagine that. That must just be like an ominous feeling of. It was I, very creepy. You know, I, yeah. I don't even know how I could explain how I'd feel about that. Yeah, we at were, this point, you're in the Bavarian Alps. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Okay, I, you know how I know that. It was written. <laughs> Let me ask you about this hotel. Um, 
what seems to happen on a lot of these adventures by Disney trips where you have multiple hotels, the middle one is always what's described as rustic. Where the first one's a little bit nicer because you're in a big city and then you kind of go someplace. Was this the rustic hotel of the trip? Absolutely not. No, really? It's an intercontinental. Oh, is yeah. it really? Well, mm-hmm. it was. They switched it. Now it's called the Kempinski. Uh, oh, so it's a Kempinski, they're, yeah. They're a luxury brand also. Yeah, yeah so it brand. was. I mean, we I mean, stayed at the three hotels like, were the Prague Marriott, which was definitely the lowest of the end. Oh. Uh, then the Kempinski, and then in Vienna, you stay at the... Um, at Vienna, you stay at the Ritz-Carlton, and this was my absolute favorite place, not even just because the of the inter- scenery around. It was just, it was very modern. That's nice to know, because like I said, a lot of these trips, you sort of dread that you're going to go someplace and it's going to be I would move into this hotel. <laughs> I, I would stay there forever if I could. However, they told us that the one of the trips in our one of the hotels in our Germany was going to be rustic. And you and I thought we were going to be sleeping on bales of hay and it turned out to be our favorite right, hotel in the whole We stayed in a castle where they had taken they had gutted the inside of the castle and within the castle walls built a very modern luxury hotel. Almost wow. Danish modern hotel inside the actual castle shell. So while you were staying in an old castle and there were still remnants of that, you had a very modern hotel room with a very modern bathroom. Um, cool. So, uh, like I said, Berchtesgaden, that's where your hotel is. And uh, from there, you start going out to different sections. Uh, on your day four, uh, the first place you go is Werfen in Austria, uh, like most of the locations you go to visit and the reason you're going there is to see the ice hole cave which doesn't sound exciting from uh the onset it uh, at least it didn't to me i was uh very not excited to do this one but uh that's because i thought a cave was going to be down below the ground the first thing you do is they pack you into a gondola and you just start going up the side of the mountain. I don't know how far. But, uh, yeah, once you get to the top, you're looking straight down, and it's pretty freaky. Oh, and man, scary. It doesn't stop from there. After you get out of the gondola, then you have another mile hike up winding roads uh, until you start to see the end goal in the distance, just this hole in the side of a mountain. And that's where the ice caves are. And it is... Just apparently because of all the temperature and the fact that it's on the side of a mountain like that, um, the ice can actually build up and keep surviving no matter what the temperature is outside, uh, just with the pressure and the humidity. And um, it's a big, it is a big hike to get up there. And then once you're in the ice caves itself, you have 700 stairs to climb up and this is like complete most people came bundled up in gloves and coats i went in wearing a t-shirt because <laughs> that's just how i am and uh unprepared <laughs> not unprepared i had my stuff because the the guidebook told me to bring stuff i just i, I was really sweating from the hiking part, i was gonna so. say you walk a mile five right. seven hundred yeah. stairs uh, i'd be in my skivvies rolling yeah. around on the ice do you have um, a picture of the inside by any chance Yes, we do. Uh, technically, you're not allowed it, and they can't promise you on most tours that you'll get to, but because we were the first group that went in the morning, we were actually allowed to take pictures really briefly of the inside. Why and not take photos? 
What's that? Why won't they let you take photos? Okay, so it's completely dark. They can't light it at all. So what you do is you're walking in single file lines the entire way through, and every third person or so will be holding a lantern that's lit, and then your guide will be at the front through there, and he's just lighting uh, sulfur over and over again. Or not sulfur, uh, phosphorus lines. And so just lighting it up, and it just... That's how you go through. You go through in pretty much darkness, and then he'll stop at certain points and then, like, throw the strips so it lights up and you see all the ice. Um, And, you know, if people are taking their cameras through, they're going to slip and fall and hurt themselves. And there was plenty of opportunities uh, to hurt yourself going through there. But it was... This sounds up your alley, Kevin. (laughs) At the end, you get to see a Star Wars movie. (laughs) This is the this is the like the most hiking and naturey kind of thing I've heard so far on Adventures by Disney. Now, I just want you to know, I don't do well on ice. I don't do well in the dark. I'm really not good about single file. The gondola um, would have been out the of the question. The gondola would have been out of the question. We would have the you at the bottom the of the hill. 700 stairs. This is one of the things that I would have asked the guides what was going on, and I would have said, I will find something else to do. And I would have taken their advice. I would have found something on my own. You are not required to participate in every action, every activity on an ABD. There are certain things that I just can't, won't, don't want to do. This would have been one of all three. <laughs> um, so I want everybody to know that you have that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. We even had someone in our group who was willing to ride up the gondola, but she couldn't make it the rest of the way. And they, I mean, they always find something for everyone while you're yeah. on there. So after you're done with the ice cave, you go down back into uh, Verfin specifically for the uh, the castle that's down there, the Hohenverfin Castle. And uh, you essentially take a tour of it. It's in one of the flyover shots, I guess, during the Do-Re-B section of um, Sound, Sound of, of music. music. So that's where some people know it from. I know it from being an old castle that we went and stood in but uh one of the neat parts about it is after you take your castle tour and you look at all the replicas of the torture devices and oh, lovely uh they they took us up to the tower with the bell and i felt like the tower was going to fall over it was very very scary being up that high uh in these kind of windy conditions but after that they take you down to their courtyard and they actually put on a falconry show there I think a couple times a day, and uh, I had no interest in sitting there watching birds fly around. But once you start have falcons and eagles and buzzards come in feet from your head, flying really, really fast, it's actually really entertaining. Yeah. Um, and I think ABD is great at that. If they, when you start to read the description, you think, uh huh, <laughs> and then you realize, well, what this is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in the Germany trip, they take you to uh, Neuschwanstein. That's the famous castle that you always say, Mad King Ludwig's castle up yeah. on the hill. And that was a very difficult hike, according to the guides. So John and I didn't do that, but there was a small town at the bottom of the hill. So we have great pictures of the hill, in the cloud, or of the castle, in the clouds and out of the clouds. So if you think you can't do something, I just want to reiterate, there are other things usually for people to do. Yeah, and uh, so that whole day kind of ended around 6 o'clock by the time you got back to your hotel. Um, They just recommended you have dinner in the hotel. Uh, We broke the recommendation and went down into Berchtesgaden and uh, tried to find some place to eat, and we succeeded in the brewery that we were looking for, but essentially everything else was closed. Was that walking distance, Um, or did you have to get a car? They 
nor they would do a taxi, but because of um, I, I, they they were able to work out a better arrangement for us for uh, a special trip this time. But on a normal time, if anyone wanted to do it, they would say just call a taxi yeah. and they'll come up and pick you up and uh, take you to the bottom and then back up whenever you're ready. Uh, the next day is the uh, Salzburg Day, and that's the big Sound of Music Day. Uh, a lot of people hear about this tour because they they do the Sound of Music tour and take it all the filming locations. I know, I know that you, you just went woohoo. Many, many, many people take this tour because oh, of this day. This is the day. Yeah. This was Kylie's thing that she was looking forward to the most on it. Uh, did, I'm sorry. Did you watch the movie? In, oops, did you watch the movie in preparation? Uh, we watched it in preparation, like two times and then you also get to watch again during one of your bus rides okay. they, uh, yeah. I wouldn't they doubt that yeah have a special uh, permission from Fox to allow them to use the mu- the movie on the that movie. tour um, so but before you get to all the sound of music locations you actually start at Hellbrun Palace and that is the location of these trick fountains that were built by Marcus Sidicus, who was the Prince Archbishop of Salzburg way back when, uh, he had a sick sense of humor, and this was just like a, not even a summer house for him, it was just kind of like a day house that he would come over to, and he would invite all these uh, foreign dignitaries, or whatever the heck they had back then, over, and essentially he had all these fountains set up that would trick them he would get them to sit down and they would get sprayed with water and he would always have the one seat that never got wet oh my gosh it's like trader sam's yeah and this goes this isn't just like at the at one table or anything all the grounds are filled with all these kind of like little trick fountains in different areas they'll have like a a pavilion with the nice uh uh what's the type of granite or whatever you know it's statues inside and marble yeah they'll have nice marble (laughs) statues inside but then to get out you'll have to like go through a wall of water if you want to actually leave and he just had this sense of humor where he liked to do that so you get to go around to all the locations see Something like that cool German cool sense cool. of humor for you. <laughs> right. I'm sure he was very popular among the dignitaries. <laughs> and probably wearing powdered wigs. <laughs> of course. But, um, yeah, so you go through all the grounds at Helbrun Palace, and now it's really well known because uh, on their grounds is where the gazebo is from Sound of Music. Right. Now, uh, this isn't the technically the movie gazebo. That was built on a soundstage that's the only way you could get a camera inside to get them dancing and doing all these moves but this one actually was on the ground where they shot the location for their house and so this would have been in the background and acting clearly, as the the gazebo and clearly the inspiration for that scene Were you exactly not, um i've read that you're not allowed to go in there any longer because people probably jump around well, and swing around I, what i've heard is that somebody broke her ankle jumping <laughs> from one bench to another i uh, I heard that too, but with Adventures by Disney, we were allowed to go inside. That's awesome. And, did you uh, jump from bench to bench? Did you get a um, warning not to? Well, no, we didn't. We just did kind of like posed pictures from the movie for yeah. the most part. Tried to tried to keep it uh, as classy as possible while all these people mm-hmm. are looking at us wondering why they're not allowed to go in, but we are, <laughs> which is... That's uh, very typical on an ABD uh, trip. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it was great. And uh, Kylie and I were the first allowed to go in there, so... Where's your photo? Better. Where's your photo? Where's the photo? Where's the photo? Uh, it's on my phone. I didn't pull up... That one's I didn't put in the photo. just for him. Mm. 
There's special. a lot out there. Go follow me on Instagram if you want to see one of those pictures. <laughs> we have them. Very shameless. <laughs> it's it's a plug. Um, <laughs> so this is where you also have lunch at Hellbrun Palace, and that's whenever your Sound of Music guide will meet you. Before, apparently, with this tour, you started the Sound of Music portion in the morning with a guide, and then it ended at the palace. Now it's completely switched. So you start at the palace in the morning, then meet the guide and go uh, on from there. Was his name Maria? No, but he was related to not Maria, but uh, Captain Von Trapp's widow. Nuh-uh. Or not widow, the, the one who died. He was like her second cousin or something like that. <laughs> the one that had all the kids. Yeah, so apparently to do the tour or something they were saying i don't know how much to believe it but yeah you have to have special privilege including being related to do it so that's why he was authorized to give the tour that he was giving because he had that weird distant uh relationship but uh the the tour started you get back on your bus and you get to go past the house that they used for the exterior shots um you don't get to stop there then you get to see the abbey as you're driving by too again you don't get to stop there uh, on our trip, for the first time ever, I believe, they actually let us stop and get out where they filmed all the back patio scenes. So, like, whenever they're on there drinking the uh, the pink lemonade and they're playing ball with the... Uh, the Baroness. Yeah, the Baroness and um, all that. So we got to go and see that patio and stand on it and then including... That's where the lake is also, like, where they flip the canoe, and it has the <laughs> um, the horses that are, like, mermaids as well, too, and have the fins. Um, unfortunately, they are going through renovation, so there was this guy out there the entire time with a pressure washer trying to <laughs> clean it off that was kind of ruining pictures, but considering we were supposedly the first group to get to see it anyways it doesn't matter yeah it didn't matter what state it is and that's uh at this house that's where originally the gazebo was so okay uh and then from there you head over to uh mirabelle gardens in downtown salzburg area and that's where they have the um the stairs where they finish the do re mi song and they're jumping up Mm -hmm. and down the stairs as well as the the uh fountain that they're running around in that so that's where a lot of these uh locations are and then the the completely covered vine areas where they're running up and down and skipping and singing right. and having fun i like understand salzburg is beautiful did you think so yes um and that that really continues on in the picture back yes that the beautiful part of salzburg continues on after you're outside of the Mirabelle Gardens and start getting into actual downtown areas like where you get to go see Mozart's uh, birth house. Um, Hmm. And then in the video, you saw like the McDonald's. It was really fancy. Uh, Salzburg is one of those cities that they have to follow uh, strict the signage has yes. to be accurate. Yeah, right. they're, Even they're also UNESCO, and it needs to be falling in line with the standards and uh, procedures of all of it. I believe it. Gatlinburg, it was... Tennessee has that also. Signs and, have mm, to be a certain mm-hmm. size and color. And... and when we did the Southwest in, uh, in I think it was Moab, um, they had there was a McDonald's there that had to fit a certain color scheme. Right. You know. <clears throat> Aren't you glad that that, that happens? Because it be terrible if there was yeah. a regular McDonald's stuck oh, yeah. in the middle of this yeah. beautiful. But I, I, I kept wanting to try a European McDonald's and I never got around to uh, it. Well, well I'll yeah, tell you the what. cheese. 
Oh, no, <laughs> they have some different stuff. Yeah. It's a little weird sometimes. One day. I'll get back there. Uh, Just I was, was going to go while we were in Salzburg, but instead we actually had dinner at what is definitely the oldest operating restaurant in Salzburg. It's St. Peter's Sifts. Stiff's Keller, uh, and it's been operating since 803 A.D. Wow. And, um, it, also a UNESCO site. Yes. And, and so it says it here. That's over a thousand years old. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. The food was fresh. Thank God. Right. That was, Good. Sorry. That was my <laughs> That was attempt. a really bad joke. <laughs> I was trying. Um, and then during dinner, we had... <laughs> We had Mozart violinists come in. They had a they had a violinist and a cello or wow. sitting down one. It was it was nice entertainment and and one of uh, one of the people on our trip was so nice to lift a glass from there for me that said St. Peter's Sipskeller since eight oh three and it broke. So, that's eh, part of your luggage that's problems. Karma. That's what you get. Yeah, yeah. You, you ask someone to to steal something and then it breaks. <laughs> you ask other guests to do this for you? I didn't ask. They saw how excited I was about the glass and they took it upon themselves <laughs> to take it. I swear. I swear. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> was this person Kylie? No, 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 no. It was. I mean, we were. Besides the kids that were on the trip, we were some of the younger couples it was a lot of people up there and so they kind of all took us under their wing and please for the uh, corrupted f- us for our audience please define up there <laughs> please, up there I'd please don't know <laughs> there like he says 29 I think it would be anything above me is up there okay so, <laughs> I believe um, great restaurant uh, the next morning Kevin and I talked about it a little bit just briefly there uh, you start off bright and early at the uh, Salzburg there Berchtesgaden salt mine, which um, again I didn't take any pictures of this because they told us that we weren't supposed to. Uh, I did sneak a little video in there just for uh, work purposes, but um, this was one of the most bizarre experiences that I've ever been through. Now, did you, you have to put on overalls? Yeah, you put on not overalls, <laughs> but a full, pictures of this. It's a full jumpsuit. Yeah, they <clears throat> they take your picture and they give it to you as part of. Um, Right now, one of the espresso. Find that picture. Yeah, right now. (laughs) Oh, I'll have Kylie email it to you later on tonight. She has it. It's awful. Uh, So you put on your jumpsuits, and then the first thing you do, you have to get down into the the salt mines. You have to ride these like wooden slides that don't have anything to slide on. Just using your body and your body weight, and you're straddling this piece of wood, and it's just it's kind of a fun ride, but it's a little nerve wracking going down. Uh, you know there's all those also stairs, <laughs> or not stairs. There's a nice ramp that leads around there. Uh, you know all those good words I said about the food earlier. These are all bad words. Yeah, they're um, not good. And then it just—they kind of showed you the process of how they would get the salt out of the mine without actually showing it to you. But then it gets to this point in this one where you board a boat and you go across one of the rivers that they have all the water in to pull the salt out and do the process, but they started this laser light show while you were going across it. It was so weird. And we're kind of all just standing around like, should we be laughing or what? And then kind of after you're done, it just, it was so fun. It was just one of those. You know, that's the important part, right? You had fun. And this is a popular tourist attraction? Yeah, I guess so. Did you do this this trip? 
this is usually a highlight. For yeah. Really? Wow. People love hmm. this. It was so bizarre. It was. It was. It wasn't as good as the ice hole cave. That was still my favorite, but this was. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's hard to say that same thing over and over again. Ice to beat an ice hole. And uh, from there, you go on and you make some pretzels at a local bakery, which was very nice. It was all these brothers that uh, Stephanie was into one of them, so it, it added a little extra humor onto it. <laughs> oh. If he's watching out there, I'm sorry if I just ruined something that's happening. Well, it's one of the um, brothers. She doesn't know. He doesn't yeah. know which one. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I think the rest are married. Uh, but Well, narrow it down. <laughs> going from there, uh, then you travel to Monsi for lunch before you're, this whole day is traveling to Vienna. So you stop at, at Monzi, which is this beautiful lake town that's just looking out at mountains mm. and tons of boats. It was a overcast day wow. while we were there, but still just still gorgeous. And you eat lunch right on the waterfront, looking out. Uh, you can't you can't ask for a more pretty venue. And then while you're also there, um, that's also where the church where uh, where the von Trapp and Maria get. Married in the Sound of Music. I've seen that um, part. <laughs> yeah, so um, then we get to stop off and go inside there and check it out before we get on a bus and head to Vienna. Is Vienna the last location? Vienna is the last location. Um, so you get there sometime in the early evening, and you're allowed to have dinner on your own, start exploring the city. It's uh, Prague was a little iffy about walking around at night as long as you took care of like your wallet kept it in a front pocket all that yeah. you're safe walking in groups uh, with vienna the complete opposite i felt like i could have probably walked around with cash sticking out of my back pocket and no one would have bothered me it was everyone that was kind of in downtown vienna seemed to be there because they were shopping they lived in the area that was the closest shopping locations for them or they just they didn't care everyone was so nice and friendly um and a lot of people out of town uh, are there for business. Uh, we had dinner with some random guy that just sat at a table with us, and uh, <laughs> he was from England. And oh, okay. it, it ended up being a really nice, uh, <laughs> and really nice dinner with some conversation. Uh, but you get up bright and early. So this to, is this is the Ritz Carlton. Yes, you're at the Ritz Carlton, which was definitely ritzy. I've never stayed yeah, at a Ritz Carlton before. Is that, that? The, is Did you that put it on? The, you know the Ritz. I did not put on the Ritz. Is that what this picture is? I'm sorry. No. Yeah, that's the Schoenbrunn Castle is Palace. Sorry, is the Ritz Carlton? I don't know. No, it looks really fancy. It. Wow. What have you ever seen a hotel look like that? It's Europe, Craig. Wait, I haven't been us, there. Show us his room. Show, <laughs> way up in the right hand corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's right next to the Queen. Yeah. So uh, this is a palace that's been around for it's ages and. Uh, it's a part of their whole Habsburg dynasty that was huge in Austria, Hungary, and all that for the longest time. Uh, part of that, uh, Franz the First and Francis the First and Maria Theresa, they really used this as their uh, summer residence. And Habsburg didn't they marry into the British royalty? Wasn't that part of? I don't know. They married into something. Yeah, um, they were all around and. So while you're here, you get to go on a private guided tour of it. It sucked. You weren't allowed to take pictures or anything, but that's because there's too many people trying to to crowd through. But just absolutely stunning in every room. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, like I've, obviously it was my first time over there. It's 
what I would expect maybe like Versailles or something to yeah. look like on the inside. Just really pretty going from uh, room to room. And uh, on the, the grounds were absolutely massive. And they had gardens in the back that just stretched on mm. forever and ever and ever. And I'm really pissed off at Kylie because she didn't take enough pictures of the gardens and spent more time <laughs> focusing on house shots and all that. But... It's okay. We have the uh, memories in our heads for <laughs> the rest of the time, and that's what's important. And uh, but no, this it was absolutely gorgeous. They <coughs> they've me. even used this uh, location on the Amazing Race before. Apparently, I don't watch that show, so <laughs> that part kind of went over my head. Um, but while we were there, we got to actually finally see a marionette show after getting to build ours back in Prague, and uh, then we had this awesome strudel show that takes place at Schoenbrunn too and uh, basically There's you not watch. enough of them in the world strudel shows, <laughs> strudel shows. This, lasers. this again was another highlight <laughs> more lasers, more lasers. <laughs> you, you just sit there and you drink coffee or tea while you eat your strudel that they give you and you watch some guy make it in like five minutes and it just a, a throwaway thing that ended up being really delicious and uh, a, real a nice show. nice little part of it. Uh, if I have one complaint about Schoenbrunn, it's just you don't get that much time there. You have a couple hours. You don't. You maybe get 15 minutes to explore the gardens. The guides do give you the option because then you have free time during the afternoon. They give you the option that you can stick around and explore on your own. Um, but for the most part, it's just it's easier sticking with the group in situations like that. So that's what we did. Um, and then just went and explored the city on our own. But then you come back to Schoenbrunn in a way for dinner because you have dinner at the Vienna Zoo, which is also part of the grounds because <laughs> crazy Francis decided that he wanted a zoo on his uh at his summer house too so crazy francis that was a king of some sort yeah i don't i forget what they called themselves and they were royalty and so he built this emperor's pavilion in the the middle of this garden area and then circulating around it he had all these animal pens and so uh, as part of your dinner you show up and you get to go on a private tour after hours of the zoo and see some animals and then you have dinner there and I believe can't beat it. I could be wrong, but I believe ABD is the only group that gets to do that. At yeah, I think they said that. Yeah, and it, it was definitely experience. It was it was pretty cool, yeah, especially to uh, get a lot of time to just say where we really wanted to uh, spend our time while we were at the zoo because our guide was kind of showing us around, like oh, there's elephants, and then all of a sudden he says like oh, we have wolves that just had uh, just had a litter, and so then. Of course, video. everyone yeah. everyone wanted to go see the wolves, and then we spent like 20 minutes up there looking for baby wolves, and they were pretty cute. Uh, but yeah, so that ends off your night there, and that takes you on to your final day, and the final day starts in the morning with a, a guide walk through Vienna on your way to your first location, which is the Royal Spanish Riding School um, that's inside... I believe the winter palace of the Habsburgs. So they had the summer mm-hmm. palace that you go to the first day, and then the riding school is in the winter palace part of it. And so these horses are these Spanish white stallions that have been around for eons and 
there's even a Disney movie about it that we also got to ride on one of the bus tours called the uh, the Miracle of the White Stallions because in uh, World War II the stallions got moved out of Austria and their training grounds and all that whenever uh, the Germans came in and then there was this whole big struggle that uh, General MacArthur had to come in and actually help get them back because he was such a huge fan of horses and the movie was interesting and it's a true story so uh, I appreciated it and uh, it it was definitely cool to see we didn't get to see any of the riding shows uh, the the famous white horses riding but we got to see their arena that they would perform in and got to get close to a horse and get guided around by one of the uh, one of the horsemen jockeys that just devotes their life to watching out for these horses Um, and that was all a neat experience that then led into one of the weird experiences I know Corey had something similar on his uh his New York ABD, but dance lessons. Uh, <laughs> ours were uh, love interactive dancing. Ours was to learn the Viennese waltz, uh, as taught by Mr. Elmire, who is a famous Austrian because he is one of the judges on uh, on um, Austria's Dancing with the Stars. The stars. So, <laughs> dancing with the stars. <laughs> So yeah, that was a nice, stressful uh, half an hour of stepping on each other's feet and yeah. really getting a preview we an for our wedding will be <laughs> I don't like. Think we get that one here. We did this. We did this one in Venice on our uh, first ABD, and after that, we told them no, 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 no dance, never again, because I think it's just awkward. I think people just are not comfortable doing that, especially yeah. in front of strangers. I yeah, mean, it was it was something else. Yeah, when we did it in New York. And, I mean, Kylie and I got in a fight in the middle of it because of it. <laughs> and so I totally understand the awkwardness factor of it. Um, it was. Let me guess. She wanted to do it, and you did not want to do it. No, I wanted to do it, but I have. The Viennese waltz is perfected whenever you do short strides, but because of my long, limber legs, I was doing too long of strides for her, and it was long dancing. Things, things got ugly, and he was dancing hard. <laughs> Dance wide. He's limber. Yeah. It's all. Uh, it's. It was crazy, but um, then we got to leave and separate on our own to have lunch and explore like separate from uh, each other sec- separate <laughs> from each other yeah. and the group and uh <laughs> anyone else that you wanted to separate from and so we had lunch somewhere i don't even remember now but we actually they have the city bikes in vienna that you can just rent a bike and charge you by the hour return it anywhere so we rented bikes and we rode all around the city because it's kind of built in these circle loops that are impossible to really get lost in unless you try and uh saw some cool sites along the way the saint christopher cathedral and or basilica i forget which one it is um just a, a lot more palaces different buildings and it definitely another highlight of the entire trip and then the entire night ended with our farewell dinner at a restaurant that i can't really pronounce the Pariston keller restaurant which you go inside and they pick out a hat put it on your head and then you do this weird hat show and um, <laughs> worry about lice and uh it, your long limber hair <laughs> yes, no my hair was short for this it was just it was very weird everyone was getting into it with their hats and having a good time but 
I mean, I'm very particular about my headwear. I have my hats that I like to wear, and that's it. Uh, but, you know, a fun dinner. Farewell dinners are always fun. Everyone gets all sentimental because they do the slide show at the end, and it's everyone's last real time together. And uh, and we had, we had a really good group on ours, and we all got close to each other, pretty much everyone in the group. Uh, that's even one of the th- things that's very hard to explain to people. Yeah. Because you're sharing this experience, you become... I, we still get Christmas cards from people we traveled with in 2006. Yeah. It, it's, it's very hard to sell that to people or to explain to people. A lot of people are like, I'm not sure I want to travel with the group. I don't like traveling with strangers. And you think, wait till the middle of day one. You won't be strangers anymore. Right. Oh, and it, it was so bizarre kind of with this one because this was a fam. It wasn't a typical uh, ABD with any group people paying for it. This was a invited fam. And uh, so just random travel agents from not just Disney sites, but, I mean, Expedia, stuff like that. I don't think anyone from Expedia was on, though. And then (laughs) invited people from the media and just a whole random group of people that, you know, just really had nothing in common except everyone was there and uh, made a lot of good friends out of it and had a really, really good time. And then the next morning, left at the... uh, Well, because I didn't listen to Kevin, I had to leave before the sun was up and get no sleep before and then headed home and left it all behind. All right, I have questions. Yes. I find it interesting that for the most part, you've skipped, you haven't really talked about the food. There were some places where you talked about food. Was the food not memorable on this trip or was it just not your focus? I love uh, German food. Um, I would eat German food every day. I love schnitzel. I love sausage. And um, that's there was a lot of that this entire trip. I mean, it was heavy German food all was the, the time. Was the food good? Yes, absolutely. I think our Germany trip, I haven't done the trip you've done. Yeah. I think our Germany trip, we talked about it, was some of the best food we've ever had on an ABD well, trip. No, I remember by day seven, Kevin's like, I want a salad. I, I <laughs> just want a salad. Yeah. Yeah. You've had noodles and buttered noodles and schnitzel and sausage and pork, and you think... Some fish with some lime in it. <laughs> well, I felt the same way in Italy. It's like I can only eat so much pasta. Yeah, that's, you know. there was a little bit of variety. Like whenever we were in Monsi, we actually ate at an Italian place and had pizza. I guess there's an Italian culture that's there, so that's where they pick it. But for the most part, it is German food. And if you love German food, you would love every restaurant. I have to tell you a story that we learned when we were in Germany. Um, when you're in Italy, gelato is very common. Mm-hmm. It's a very Italian thing. There's a gelato stand on every corner. We were surprised to see gelato stands all over Germany. And when we asked why, we were told that after World War II, Germany was lacking males. And they, they asked... Of a certain age. Of a certain age. And they invited people from other countries to open up shops and restaurants and things. And a great many Italians, after World War II, emigrated to Germany. That makes so sense. There's a lot of there's a lot of Italian culture mixed in with the, that part of Germany. That makes sense, because there was a, the same situation in Prague, I would say, about every 50 feet. There was another gelato stand on the side just set up. <laughs> Made no sense at the time, but... Hmm. No, that that actually um, that makes it uh, kind of funny. But, no, it, overall, an amazing trip. I wish it was longer. So that's, that's the one part about ABD where they say nine days, but really whenever you get in and you don't start till the welcome dinner and you leave on so the last day. It's a seven-day trip. It's a seven-day trip. And, but, no, I Well, that's I a huge recommendation. Back. I wish it was longer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have kids? Were there any kids on the trip? Yeah, there was. 
What were no, the ages? Um, you know? The youngest one, and God, I don't want to. I want to say she was maybe four or five. Mm, wow, um, that's young. Very. the The trip it starts at four. You have to be at least four to do this one, and I believe she was in that range. And then it went up to I want to say the oldest. There was a sixteen-year-old, and then like a thirteen-year-old, and then tens and eleven. And so there was plenty for them to do throughout the trip. <laughs> yeah, they seemed <laughs> they seemed entertained for the most part. But a lot of a lot of the kids had an interest in what they were actually going to see. So I get asked this question all the time: Is my kid going to like it? The only person that can answer that question is you, the parent. Whether your children are going to be happy touring palaces, mm-hmm. I hear this about the backstage magic trip all the time. You're going to get to see things backstage that your kid might or yeah. might not. You're the only one who will know that. If you think this is a, any trip is for your kid, you're a much better judge of that than I am. But you thought the kids on the trip were having a good time and... Oh, they were definitely having a and good time. And they do have special activities that are aimed yeah. at children. Exactly. A couple, they have a special dinner by themselves at least yeah. once. And uh, a couple times they get pulled to the side. Adults like Schoenbrunn, we went on the private tour and they went and they got to dress up in yeah. like period costume and have fun <laughs> and take pictures and all that. So there's a lot for kids to do too. And they <laughs> really seem to like it. Good. I have another question for you and we should probably wrap up pretty yeah. soon um but just one more general question if you're a we were talking about the sound of music if you're a sound of music fan how do you feel like they handled that tour do you feel like you would get what you want out of it as somebody who likes that movie absolutely um especially because of abd like getting you into the gazebo and having those opportunities i think the one thing we were expecting was that more of it was filmed in uh soundstage yeah, well, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't expect so much of it to be filmed in sound stages, more on location. We essentially got to see everything except the exterior of the house, which they didn't film anything inside. That's a sound stage. And the hill that and she And then the around. abbey and the hill. Yeah, that's <laughs> private property. And but very, from what I understand, very very difficult to get. Yeah, yeah. it's not an easy trip. I mean, we were completely content, and then like I was even excited enough to go home then and you know rewatch it again and see all the places yeah. we oh, I've went been there. to. I Love I that. absolutely Kylie's a much bigger Sound of Music fan than I am, and uh, she got a kick out of it. I think there are better highlights out of the tour, walking away from it, like the the salt mine and uh, the ice hole, just surprising you out of nowhere. But no, every time right bless now, you. every time you're gonna giggle. Yes, <laughs> yes. Calm. such a child. Cool your jets. Cool Hot your shot. ice hole. Oh my god. <laughs> Go ahead. I right. you guys had a good time. I really yes. have. Yeah. Would you recommend it to other people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would. Awesome. If we had another one open up and you couldn't send anyone else, I would volunteer to go back. You'd go right back again. Huh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right back into that. Are you an EBD convert now? I was after the backstage magic. So I, I would do any ABD. Good. If you want to book an ABD, let me know. All right, Craig, anything else you want to tack on on the end, or is that about cover it for what we're doing here? People need to go take this trip. All right, cool. Well, we'll put a, we'll put a, no, um, a link in the show notes page of how uh, you could sign up for that trip if you want. And, again, if you uh, want to have any direct questions or want to quote, you can uh, contact Kevin, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Thank you very much, Craig. That was a great segment, very Thank informative. You. 
I appreciate that. That was great. It was great. And uh, that'll do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for watching, everyone. And remember, I'm still working on my catchphrase. Love you, mean it. <laughs>